Welcome to A Beggar Who Found Bread. I'm Brad, I'm your host, and I'm a beggar. I found the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua, and I want others to know where they may find this bread that the scales may tip in their favor because of the favor Yeshua found in the eyes of Hashem. This episode, Wake Me on Judgment Day. Give props to Steve Winwood on this episode. Stevie Winwood has been rocking for a long time. He did backup work for blues greats B.B. King, John Lee Hooker, and Muddy Waters. He played the organ on a couple of Jimi Hendrix tunes. He was in the Yardbirds, Traffic, the Spencer Davis Group. Give me some of lovin'. He was in Blind Faith with Eric Clapton. There is lots of road under his tires, and his career was invigorated, reinvigorated in 1986 with a solo album which included the hits Back in the High Life Again and Higher Love, which featured Shaka Khan on background vocals. He still tours today. Over 50 years of musical career for Steve Winwood, and that is an impressive resume. Alas, it's not about the music. It's about the message. Wake me on Judgment Day. And so there's no confusion. Everyone will be awake on Judgment Day. We are continuing and, I believe, completing our look at the basic or elementary teachings of Messiah found in the book of Hebrews. So let's look at the scripture to familiarize with these teachings once more. We're going to begin in Hebrews chapter 5, starting at verse 11. About this subject, there is much for us to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become sluggish in hearing. For although you ought to be teachers by this time, again, you need someone to teach you the basics of God's sayings. You have come to need milk, not solid food. For anyone living on milk is inexperienced with the teaching about righteousness. He is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, who through practice have their senses trained to discern both good and evil. Therefore, leaving the basic teaching of the Messiah, let us move on toward maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of trust in God, of teaching about immersions, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Now this we will do if God permits. For it is impossible for those who once were enlightened, having tasted of the heavenly gift and become partakers of the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh, and having tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, Olam Haba, and then, having fallen away, to renew again to repentance, since they are again crucifying the Son of God, Ben Elohim, for themselves and publicly disgracing him. For the earth, having soaked up the rain frequently falling on it, brings forth vegetation useful for those to whom it is farmed, and it shares in God's blessing. But if it produces thorns and thistles, it is worthless and near to being cursed. Its end is to be burned over. That is Hebrews chapter 5, verses uh, 11, verse 11 through chapter 6 and verse 8. The writer says it's become necessary for these folks to go back to milk, which is for infants, because they've not been practicing the basic teachings of Messiah, basic teachings in righteousness. These are people who should be adept at the elementary things so they can move on to more advanced teachings. They should be making disciples, but they're not because they are not 
practicing these basic teachings. Those who practice them are, are mature and they can discern good from evil. And if we think about the modern church and how common it is becoming that they are calling what is good evil, the word of God, the law of God, which is good, it is being called evil and they're calling what is evil good. Things that are contrary to the law, the Torah of God are being called good. Moving forward here. Again, those folks should be making disciples, but they're not. So the writer lists six basics that every follower of Messiah Yeshua should have as a foundation. The six basics are repentance from dead works, which is repentance from sin, faith toward God, teaching about baptisms, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Now, we've been through and looked at the first five, which leaves us with eternal judgment as the last basic baby food teachings that we should have as our foundation in following Messiah Yeshua. And if you have not already, I encourage you, please go back and listen to the previous episodes when you have time. It starts with the ABC episode, and then it's the, which is followed by Don't Stop Believing, and then To the River, which is followed by Lay Your Hands on Me, and then Bring Me to Life. And in the Bring Me to Life episode, we discussed the resurrection of the dead and how this applies to believing the Father raised Yeshua from the dead, resurrecting him as death can no longer harm him. We also looked at the scripture and identified there will be a resurrection when Yeshua returns to establish his kingdom on earth, the resurrection of the righteous. And then at the end or the culmination of the thousand year reign of his kingdom on earth, another resurrection, which is called the general resurrection, at which time comes the final judgment, eternal judgment. My understanding of the sequence of events is that at the first resurrection, the resurrection of the righteous, the dead in Messiah, those who were followers of Messiah, who passed on their bodies physically expired, they will hear the voice of the good shepherd and be raised to new life, bodily resurrected. His followers who are still living at that time will be gathered together with those who were asleep. Revelation 20 reveals that those who have been martyred for their faith in Yeshua will be a part of this resurrection, which again, I believe also includes the other followers of the Messiah. At the second resurrection, the general resurrection, which is at the culmination of the Messianic era, all others will be called forward. And then the judgment, those judged righteous to life in the world to come, olam haba, which is the new heaven and new earth. As we discussed, heaven and earth will have a resurrection of sorts. And they will be called, again, to live in that world, living in God's kingdom on the new earth. Those judged unrighteous to death, the second death. My opinion is that it will be those who have followed Yeshua, and of course, including those who were martyred for their faith in him, 
in the first resurrection. And that those who followed Adonai Elohim, the Lord our God, before Yeshua was revealed, along with others, all others throughout the history of the world, that they will make up the second resurrection. Again, this is my opinion. This is what I see. And I base this somewhat on the fact that uh, when Yeshua said, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. He, he made this statement more than once. It is held in Judaism that the repentant are closer to Hashem than even the righteous. And so as I see it, those who came first but did not see the Messiah arrive, they could not repent in the name of Yeshua. They came first, but they will be raised last at the second resurrection. While those who came last, those who saw Messiah Yeshua and followed, as well as those who believe as a result of their testimony, including present-day believers, followers of the Messiah, and those who may come after us, will be raised first at the first resurrection. After the second resurrection comes the judgment. And I believe the second resurrection and the judgment are depicted in Yeshua's parable about the wheat and the tares, or weeds, in Matthew 13. The master's servants notice weeds growing up in the wheat, and they're concerned, so they ask the master if they should pull up the weeds. And here's his response. But he says, no, for while you are gathering up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let them both grow together until the harvest. At harvest time, I will tell the reapers, first gather up the weeds and tie them in bundles to burn them up, but gather the wheat into my barn. Also, Daniel spoke of the second resurrection and final judgment in chapter 12, starting at verse 2. And this comes after a time of great tribulation, starting at verse 2. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. We also read in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, And just as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this, judgment. So we are to die once, then we will be resurrected, and judgment will come. There will be, for some, a second death. This is finality. There is hope in the here and now, but at the judgment, that is finality. Revelation 2 verse 11 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Ruach, Spirit, is saying to Messiah's communities. The one who overcomes shall never be harmed by the second death. How do the scriptures tell us that we overcome? Because it says, if we overcome, we won't be harmed by the second death. How do we overcome? By the blood of the Lamb, Yeshua, the Lamb of God, the atoning sacrifice. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Revelation 20 and verse 6. How fortunate and holy is the one who has a share in the first resurrection. 
Over such, the second death has no authority, but they shall be Kohanim, priests of God and the Messiah, and they shall reign with him for a thousand years. Revelation 20 and verse 14, Then death and Sheol were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Revelation 21 and verse 8, But for the cowardly and faithless and detestable and murderers and sexually immoral and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their lot is in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. All these verses I shared to simply point out the reality of the second death. It is appointed unto man to die once, but there are those who will endure who will partake in a second death. And as far as what scripture reveals about what happens after one dies the first time, and then after the judgment, the afterlife, I hope to dig into that in upcoming episodes, at least one upcoming episode, but probably more than that. Lord willing, we will dig into that. Um, I believe there's a lot of misunderstanding in, in the afterlife. But for now, let's focus on the eternal judgment or final judgment. Yeshua had much to say about final judgment. I'm going to give a compilation of some of the things he said, but this is not an exhaustive list or quote of all the things that he said about the judgment. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them from one another. Just as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will put the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Then he will say to those on the left, Go away from me, you cursed ones, into everlasting fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. These shall go off to everlasting punishment, but the righteous into everlasting life. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have turned long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Nevertheless, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted up to heaven? No, you will go down to Sheol. For if the miracles done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained to this day. Nevertheless, I tell you that it will be more bearable for the land of Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. But I tell you, that on the day of judgment, men will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Once again, I'm going to interject here, but how do we overcome? It's by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. By your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. More of what Yeshua said regarding judgment. The one who rejects me and doesn't receive my words has a judge. The word I spoke will judge him on the last day. 
Do not be amazed at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good will come to a resurrection of life, and those who have done evil will come to a resurrection of judgment. I can do nothing on my own. Just as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, for I do not seek my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. We read in John chapter 5 that Yeshua himself is the judge. For just as the Father has life in himself, so also he has granted the Son to have life in himself. Also, he has given the Son authority to judge, because he is the Son of Man. Now let's look how Daniel prophesied about this, about the Son of Man. This is in Daniel chapter 7. We'll start at verse 9. As I looked, thrones were placed, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames. Its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and came out from before him. A thousand thousands served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court sat in judgment, and the books were open. From there, let's jump down to verse 13 of this passage. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven there came one like a son of man, and he came to the Ancient of Days, and it was presented before him, and to him was given dominion and glory, and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. I believe we are seeing here Daniel prophesying of the Father, the Ancient of Days, putting judgment into the hands of the Son of Man. In First Enoch, which I realize is not canonized, it is not scripture, canonized scripture, but it is a significant apocryphal writing, it speaks of the Son of Man sitting as judge. What we should be grasping as the basic teaching here is there will be final, eternal judgment and as we recall, God rewards righteousness and punishes sin. Yeshua is the judge. Let's take a look at Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. Then I saw a great white throne and the one seated on it. The earth and heaven fled from his presence, but no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne the books were opened, and another book was opened, the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what was written in the books, according to their deeds. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Sheol gave up the dead in them. Then they were each judged, each one of them according to their deeds." Then death and Sheol were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. I've 
often kind of considered that at, at judgment, there's like a video playing back of my life, all the mistakes, everything I've done, good or bad, like a, a video. And then based on how that video plays out, there's, there is judgment. But that's what's done. What's on the video, that isn't what's being judged. I'm being judged. We get judged by what's written in those books. And this, again, what we just read from Revelation, that, that's the scene. And listen to me. I do not, I'm not presenting a teaching on eternal judgment in arrogance or pride as though I have already obtained anything. I work out my salvation with fear and trembling daily. I die daily. I take up my cross daily to follow Yeshua. It's even as Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1, and if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout your time of, of your exile knowing that you were ransomed from the future ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of the Messiah, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Conduct yourselves with fear throughout your time of exile here. Yes, ransomed. Not with perishable things like silver or gold. Our ransom paid with the precious blood of the Messiah Yeshua. I only have confidence in Messiah Yeshua, not in myself. But it is incumbent on me to live as he has called me to live. We see that there will be books opened. And then another book, which is the book of life. In Judaism, it is stated that the books are the book of the dead, the, which is those who are destined for punishment. There's the book of the in-between, those whose fate is yet to be determined, and the book of life, which is for those who are deemed righteous. Now, my opinion is at judgment, as the judge reveals his verdict on each individual, their name will appear in either the book of death or the Lamb's book of life. Now, it is, it, it is scriptural that there are already some names in the book of life and that of the book of death as well. And from, uh, from the other books will go to uh, from the other book will go to the appropriate book as adjudicated by the Son of Man. I think I said that right, but I say that, that there are some names already in the Book of Life, as Yeshua told his disciples not to rejoice because the demons were subject to him to them in his name, but to rejoice because their names are written in the Book of Life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Messiah, so that each one may receive what is due for the things he did while in the body, whether good or bad. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we are trying to persuade people. But what we are is known to God, and I hope 
it is known to your consciences as well. We will all appear before the judgment seat of Messiah. This is a basic, foundational, elementary teaching. Now, we know that there is division between the Pharisaic and the Sadducee understanding of judgment. The Sadducees believe you receive your reward or punishment in this life only. If you're righteous, you will have the blessings of this life. And you'll, you'll have the riches of this world, and that is your reward for living righteous. And if you are unrighteous, you will be punished. That means you're, you're going to be on the short end of the stick throughout your life, physically here on the earth, and then it's over. All done. The Pharisees believe there is some reward and punishment in this life, but the ultimate reward or punishment happens in the life to come the Olam Haba, after the resurrection. Now, it seems apparent that many modern preachers side with the Sadducees on this, that if you have this world's riches and all the good things, well, that those are blessings of God, and that means you are a righteous person. You're doing good. And if you're poor and if you're struggling and if you deal with sickness and all the bad stuff of life, well... You're not getting anything good out of this life. You're, you're being punished for being unrighteous. You want to guess who Yeshua sides with? Do you, would you like to hazard a guess with whom Yeshua sided in this argument? Yeah, the Pharisees. Riches, treasures, and inheritance in God's kingdom, the kingdom which is to come, or a body and soul destroyed in Gehenna. It is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. In Revelation 22, we read the words of Yeshua, starting at verse 10. Then he tells me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evildoer still do evil, and the filthy still be filthy, and the righteous still do righteousness, and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon, and my reward is with me to pay back each one according to his deeds. Yeshua is coming soon. We will all face judgment. And so how will we fare? On our own? Not well at all. That is a losing proposition. And if anyone plans on defending yourself before the righteous judge... Wow, you have a fool for a client. That's all I'll say about that. There is none righteous, not one. We overcome the second death by the blood of the Lamb, Messiah Yeshua, the atoning sacrifice for sin, and by the word of our testimony. I'm an ambassador for Messiah. As though God were making his appeal through me, I beg you on behalf of Messiah Yeshua, be reconciled to God. God was reconcil reconciling the world to himself in Messiah Yeshua, not counting our trespasses against us. Therefore, if anyone is in Messiah, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Messiah. 
be made new, to live the new and living way in Yeshua. Turning from the old sinful ways to follow God's ways as spelled out in his word. God has done the work and paid the price. I beg you, be reconciled to God through Messiah Yeshua. And please, as we're, as we're wrapping up this series, please take note, because here are the basic foundational teachings. They are the gospel. Repent. The kingdom is at hand. Repent of your sin in the name of Yeshua. Turn away from it and to the ways of God. Have faith in God. Practice the fear of the Lord and trust that he is faithful to his promises of redemption and that he rewards righteousness and punishes sin. Understand what it means to be his disciple. Commit to follow his way and be baptized, immersed in water. And upon surfacing from the water, risen in him, have hands laid on you, conveying blessing, identifying you as a follower of Messiah Yeshua, and receive the Holy Spirit, that you may live the life to which he has called you, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. The life we live here on this earth is infinitely important as there will be a resurrection, a bodily resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. The Messiah has been identified. He is Yeshua of Nazareth. Surrender to him today and each and every day forward while it is still called today. May your name be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you so much for your time. Please study to show yourself approved of God in these matters. This concludes the six messages of the six basic teachings of Messiah, which are found in Hebrews chapter 6. These, are, these teachings, these are at the foundation of our faith in Messiah Yeshua, our faith in God through the Messiah. Lord willing, I will continue with some other basics in episodes to come. Heaven and hell, paradise and perdition, death and Hades, and even the Ten Commandments. And this I will do if God permits. This episode also marks the completion of the third season of A Beggar Who Found Bread. Yes, hallelujah. Blessed be his name. So I want to thank all of you who listen, who like, who rate, review, subscribe, and share these episodes to put the word of Adonai out there for others to hear. Thank you so much for doing that. I appreciate all that love and support. For now, as beggars who found the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua, let us tell others where he may be found. Let's go out and give him heaven. Shalom. Shalom.